and gentlemen, Mr. Bob Dylan. Welcome back to Joker Men Podcast. I'm Evan. I'm Ian. And welcome to season five. Welcome to season five of Joker Men. The very uh, official, uh, completely sensical season numbering scheme that we've adopted here. There are seasons that happen just like in nature. We have five seasons. Mm -hmm. Spring, summer, fall, winter, and uh, fire. Or hurricane, depending Fire, on whether you're hurricane. on the east or the west coast. Right. The tsunami season. Yes. Weather that's, season. That's this one. The, the one we're in now is the weather season. Yeah. If Joker meant. It's getting rough and rowdy out there, folks. It is in the news media. <laughs> yeah, nothing, address that briefly? nothing at all has happened in the world of Bob Dylan and Bob Dylan um, uh, related material since we ended season four uh, a couple Except weeks ago. Except for the uh, imminent release of Springtime in New York. Spring, of course, yeah. The, the release of the Blind Willie McTell single um, right. from Third Man Records with two versions, one of which will be uh, uh, exclusive to that. That was, a big, that was a big thing. I think that was the major kind we of thing. We should do happened. a little episode just about that, too. Uh, if I can hear it, you're the only one who has it right now That's in the true. world. You're going to have to fly across, Cali- fly across the country to California and just sit in my living room and listen to it. Just like we listened to Shot of Love. Yeah, when I visited. Good record, uh, Shot of Love. It's a big record. It's a huge <laughs> release. Can't um, wait for the revisited episodes. Well, uh, there, some things have happened in the world of Bob Dylan uh, lately, but more so... Um, Certain things were alleged to have happened 56 years ago in the world of Bob Dylan. Um, I don't don't know that I heard anything about this. Yeah, see, there's... uh, um, We've all seen that that there was was a case that somebody... That there was a claim. And um, then we saw that everyone who knows anything about Bob Dylan, uh, you know, it doesn't make sense for that to have been... What they were claiming. Yes, the army of uh, expecting rain posters and Bob Twitter people and Reddit freaks online came together and formed a Gundam that it consisted yeah. of daily recaps of his entire life from April 1st through June 1st, 1965, accounting for every moment of every day. What they alleged initially is not what they are alleging now or or they are they the lawyers are still saying oh this did happen even though they they just miss they underestimated the iron dome of of the bob of the the bobcat 
world mm. that that you know protects Bob by giving them the facts about where he was in yes. 1965. So few few people in history have ever had their whereabouts accounted for as um, so precisely and yeah. specifically as Bob Dylan between the years 1965 and 1966. So basically, I think I, I speak for both of us when I say that we are open to hearing more about what this case alleges that Dylan was inappropriately, uh, allegedly, like having this inappropriate alleged relationship with a 12-year-old, something which sounds completely um, just, I mean, crazy. Uh, as, as he had just recently taken up with Sarah Lowndes and was in the process of becoming a father for the first time with her. Yeah, and like didn't even live in the Chelsea Hotel anymore where, where this was alleged to have taken place and was not, as they initially uh, claimed, in the new United States even for a period of more than maybe a week. Most of it, yeah. Mo- uh, like versus the six weeks that I think they initially claimed that this happened during. Of course, it's possible that there was somebody just claiming to be Bob Dylan who was abusing a young child. Um, I don't know, but, uh, it seems like the lawyers really don't know either. Frankly, it seems like, uh, we can all kind of just let this, you know, I don't, I just, just, there's not much, there's not much to say about it right now. Based on the actual tangible evidence and what's being alleged, it's unclear what exactly is supposed to have taken place and when specifically. Something like this can never be proven uh, definitively one way or the other. So whatever your priors are coming into this, you're going to see what you want to see out of it. Based on everything that we know and we understand uh, about Bob Dylan, the human being, as well as the particulars around this case, we encourage you all to look into the lawyers that are putting this whole show on uh, both of whom seem to be like straight out of the Sopranos extended universe. Um, it doesn't seem like the most trustworthy uh, or likely of circumstances. But of course, you know, who is who is to say for certain, certainly not us, but for the time being, I think unless more things come to pass or come to light in the coming days and weeks, we're just going to file this one under, uh, you know, pay no mind. Pay no Fair mind. Enough? Yeah. I think that's fair enough. Um, that's fair enough. Listener questions. <laughs> uh, I mean, we had to get that out of the way, I guess. <laughs> had to do it eventually. Uh, so, we, you know, we ripped the Band-Aid off, and now we're going to have a whole lot of fun because we received quite a few listener questions uh, as we asked for the dumber, the better uh, through email and on Instagram the last Not days. mutually exclusive, dumber and better. Sure. You know. Sometimes if it is dumber, it is better. That's what I'm saying. You know. Right, right. Um, so it's, uh, so we're going to just, we're going to run through these and see what we have to say and answer all of your dying concerns and questions here in the Jokerman community. One of us, me, has read them all and prepared himself. One of us, Evan, has not. So That's we're gonna see, we're gonna see how this one goes. Yeah, I haven't read a stitch of these questions. I think maybe I've read like one. Okay. And um, why don't we just start with that one? 
because that's the one I've read. That's the one that you've read, and that's the one that you want to talk about. Um, so we'll start with that one. Right off the bat, who is the most handsome Wilbury? I don't even have to think about this one. It's Roy. It's Roy. Roy is the most handsome boy in the Traveling Wilburys. Or rather, no question left, about it. Lefty Wilbury Lefty was, Wilbury, of course. Was the most handsome boy. Um, I don't want to talk about who's who's the least handsome. Jeff Lynn is the least handsome. Oh. <laughs> I said I don't want to talk about who's the least handsome. Roy, number one. Tom, number two. Bob, Roy, number, number three. One, most George, handsome, number four. Jeff, looking man. five. Far in the distance. Oh, they are all handsome boys, <laughs> but they're all good looking. They all look good, but uh, Roy is the most handsome. It's good. It's good music and it's good looks. It's, yeah, that's That's exactly what I'm saying, actually. Yeah. I just want to get that one out of the way and give a little nod of my uh, head, a little uh, tip of my hat to Roy. Lefty. 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 Uh, all right. Well, that one's right out of the way off the bat. We've got kind of a nice mix of some funner ones and some more serious ones. So let's uh, let's see if we can mix this up. Here's one that I've been thinking about, and I'll, I'll be interested to hear your answer, Evan, especially since you haven't thought about these or prepared it. Uh, I liked this one. Which David Berman song would be best for Bob to cover? Oh. And what era of Bob best suits your choice? As of what what time era of Bob would we best prefer to have perform this supposed cover of David Berman? Shoot. I, I mean, that's like one that I could probably use a minute to to think about. But, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you stall for time. Do you and have I will, a, an answer? I will, prepare, I will submit my answer, yes, because I have been thinking about it. I, you know, I... There's a lot of material in the Silver Jews catalog that we could come up with, but the Purple Mountains record stands sort of head and shoulders above, um, not above it in terms of like quality, obviously, but just in terms of like its like meaningness to me, because I wasn't there growing up with Silver Jews the way that I was there, and Purple Mountains just kind of hit and was a perfect record right off the bat, and then it's mm-hmm. this moment in time is so crystallized. So that's my kind of focus on this, but uh, it would be nights that don't happen which I think uh, is yeah. written in such a direct and plain and like perfect and beautiful vernacular on uh, Berman's part that it, it almost kind of mirrors the way that Bob is writing songs in this day and age. And that's, I think, if we're going to choose eras, that's why this era of Bob would be the perfect to cover that because he's oh, he's writing era. and singing in this same kind of just like direct, straight shot to the heart, could not eliminate a single word from what is coming out um you know it's it, it, the, the two of them are kind of operating um so far beyond i think yeah. the way other songwriters are that's um, that's a really uh interesting and inspired choice this is a fun game i'm gonna go with one that's kind of kind of like a sidestep a similar lay it maybe on a little bit i was just thinking like off the top of my head i think um it would be really nice to hear uh Bob Dylan do I remember me in the in like the the time out of mind era time out of mind era yeah because I remember I remember me um just because it, it it reminds me almost like if it was done in like the girl from the red river shore like the, mm. both those songs give me a similar feeling sure when I hear them and uh so that's like maybe a 
kind of dumb answer like off the like, it's a little obvious maybe if the, if an answer to this question could be obvious <laughs> this is a pretty convoluted all. question i don't it's pretty i don't know specific. how obvious any answers are I, w- I would also love to hear uh, uh like a nashville country croon version of uh, suffering jukebox uh, suffering jukebox <laughs> such a sad machine like a like a self portrait of a, or, or for that matter we could be looking for the same thing uh that's one of the sweetest uh songs from the same record look out mountain look out sea uh, mm-hmm. that that totally feels like it could have been uh in some ways you know like up on there with with self portrait um that's a song that i put on uh, the first mix uh, of of songs I gave to my uh, when I was courting my girl, my now girlfriend, I mm. put that one on, which is very bold to do. Before you asked her to say. go steady with you, uh, yeah, yeah. But putting a song like that on a playlist for anybody, you're basically uh, asking right then and there. You know that song is not subtle. No, it isn't. How much fall was on the playlist? None. No fall. Wow. But there was Coward. a um, there was a hiding a, your true self. Quieter from your sweetie shellac baby. track. A quieter shellac track. <laughs> yes, noted noted quiet musicians shellac. They have one, one quiet song. Yeah. Hold it right here for two seconds. I got to go fuck with my. I forgot. I'm making bread right now. I just got to do this once. So just hang out okay. for two minutes. Ian is a baker. Um, he makes bread. He actually, I just realized that he put baker in his bio, like on his uh, on his Twitter or Instagram. And uh, let me tell you folks, that's not erroneous. That's not even being facetious. The bread that this man makes, it, it's uh, impressive. I'm, I'm impressed by it. Uh, every time I see it, it is really something to behold. Um, you, can, you should follow Ian. And I should actually uh, get some of that bread somehow. But, you know, it's not easy to ship bread. Um, I don't know. I'm just looking at Instagram now. Baby on Instagram, I'm looking at. Good question. That was the first good question. The first question we did. Or second question. That was good. So I'm hopeful for the rest. What do we got next? What do we have next? This is a good one. Fuck, Mary kill the change trilogy. This is so inside baseball specific. <laughs> if you uh, don't, you might even be a Patreon listener and not know what that even refers to. The change trilogy, of course, it's, it's the well-known, well-established trilogy of change from like songs. A, a month ago, <laughs> yeah, the three change songs. There's times they are changing. Sure. Things have changed. Sure. And I I feel a change coming on. Sure. So the change the, trilogy. And it's really a it's really a cycle is the is the thing here. Yeah, that's right. 
fuck Mary Kill between those three songs. <laughs> oh my god. I uh, would marry Things Have Changed. I think that's clear. That's the one I want to stick with me throughout no, this life. Is, yeah, no, I have the same exact... I think I know where you're going with this. You marry <laughs> Things Have Changed. Yep. You fuck I Feel a Change Coming On and you yep. kill the times there are changes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, because if you're looking to have a good time, are you going to put on the times they are changing, or are you going to put on "I feel a change coming on"? No, I feel a change coming on is kind of like a you know ten dollar whore, but you know <laughs> she'll show you a good time. And uh, yeah, I marry things have changed because it's always true, sure. and it's um, well, I guess it's not as true as. Uh, as the times that are changing, but the times that are changing is a little bit of a nag, you know? It's mm. a little bit like, oh, did you know that the times are changing? Yeah, I know. Things we have changed it. is like, you know, in a post um, 9 11 world. <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying. You know. That one came out right before 9 11, actually. But once again, Bob seeing the future, Proof knowing yeah. that things will have changed. Uh, well, there you have it, folks. Fuck. I feel a change coming on. Mary, things have changed. Kill the times they are changing. Uh, we got a couple requests on this one. This is not really even a question, really, but two people asked the same thing, so I felt compelled to mention it. Uh, everyone wants Joker Dan Part 2. So oh, we're, well, we're gonna so have to for Everything Must Go? That one person specifically called out everything must go. One person just asked wins the next Joker Dan. So we'll we're going to have to get, see. Get good Dan takes back on back to, in the pod. Yeah, we'll see if we can get Alex back in uh, back in the stew for that one. Um, everything must go. Not a great record, but perhaps yeah, a fun. Know, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> perhaps a fun. Maybe we'll do one of those weird. Uh, or that that weird uh, Steely Dan live album that's coming. Or we out could do soon we could do the like, Nightfly. We could the Nightfly would be good. I love the Nightfly. That would be fun. Someone mentioned that when when that Sealy Dan the new, there's a new Sealy Dan live album coming out called like Northeastern Corridor or something like that, and it's just this like super low res picture of the band on stage <laughs> from really far away. And someone yeah, yeah. messaged us and was like, "This is this is got to be." I a, saw that. It looks a like a, a Bob boot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is absolutely correct. So maybe we'll. Maybe we'll get to that one. Did you see that Neil Young is is doing his own bootleg series now? He's no, gonna do I didn't. One. Yeah, he's going to release his first bootleg series wow. release. Wow. And he's Neil... using real bootleg covers. Imagine if Bob did that. Is he really? Well, he did for this first single anyway. That's sick. Man, Neil is making uh, making a play to be the focus of Joker Man season four or, or series four. Series four. We have to call it that like we're British. <laughs> right. The ultimate irony because... Oh, like, uh, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> series the, four. Although, no, we would be using it in a better way than the British who call every season of something a series. A series. Which is like misleading. What's wrong with them? What's the next question? where they don't belong. Um, this was a good one. I sent this to you earlier also. I'll see if you've got an answer. I, I've still been thinking on this one. What are your favorite wordless Bob vocal moments? Wordless um, Bob vocal moments. Yes. And and I should uh, clarify here that uh, the, the asker here, Ethan, thank you, Ethan, uh, clarified that 
Uh, he finds it very profound on the studio take of Jokerman, all of the woes that are all just slightly different from one another. Uh, and he also loves the ooze from the New York cuts of You're a Big Girl Now. So these kind of vocal flourishes of Bob's. Do you have any, do you have any that come to mind, Evan? Man, maybe I should have looked at these questions beforehand. <laughs> uh, what, about, what are yours? Maybe it'll jog my memory. Well, I don't have like a woe or an ooh on this one right off the bat, but the first thing that came to mind is uh, actually the song right after Joker Man, Sweetheart Like You. There's this moment like two and a half minutes in, three minutes in or something, where Bob has this just like very slight, like almost so slight that you won't even notice it, but like verbal kind of hiccup, like he's kind of laughing at himself a little bit. I'll drop mm. it in right here. What's a sweetheart like you? And it's just like, it's the perfect kind of like, he, like he's like looking at himself in the mirror and kind of like laughing and like, what am I, what am I doing even singing this song? What's a sweetheart like you doing in a dump like this? I, you know, he, he feels like a fool. It's coming, it's coming through right there on the record. Same, for the same reason, uh, a lot of the laughter that comes through on another side of Bob Dylan is something that I really love. Not, uh, uh, not a woe or an ooh necessarily, well, but anytime uh, you see some of his personality i think i i love those moments as well i i suppose the, it's cheap but the one that comes to mind is in um in in froggy went to court and the little uh-huh <laughs> i mean that that's not a lyric you know so i mean it, it's kind of it's part of yeah, the no, song I think, I think that counts but yeah that uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Um, and uh, I, I, I should have thought of some more of these. Surely um, we're forgetting some. I'm sure we'll come back oh, to it. Yeah, I know I'm going to kick myself later is the thing. Just like not thinking of some obvious ones. Right. But the, the ones that he was referring to in, in Joker Man, it is interesting. Every version of Joker Man is kind of... Uh, a, a new way to hear him deal with that problem that's specific to that song of how am I going to do these uh, oh, 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 you know, of course in the studio version it's pretty melodic in its own weird way it's tuneful but I just watched this one that I posted on Twitter today some footage from 84 uh, where he's doing it and it's very it, it it's so sp- uh he doesn't go for any kind of tone tonality really mm. it's just like oh oh <laughs> joker yeah, man his live uh performances of joker man can be great but the singing doesn't really match i think what uh the what what he got on the studio cuts there for infidels there's some uh there's some rough ones out there the the 84 tour version of joker man is uh interesting just like a lot of the, the material from the 84 tour what was the exact nature of this question it was best non-verbal best non best wordless bob wordless. vocal moments so when bob is ooing or eyeing or mooing but without actually making a <laughs> you sound. could also just uh 
say anytime there is music playing. <laughs> anytime he's playing the harmonica or guitar. Yeah, the old harp, exactly. Um, I'm sure we'll come up with more of those at some point. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have here? Here's a good one. What's the deal with the wigs? They're fun. They're cool. And he looks good in them. What's the next question? <laughs> um, Bob Dylan's greatest hits, how many stars? Bob Dylan's greatest hits, how many stars? Well, we have to well, establish which one? Which, which one are we talking about? Bob, well, I guess we can do all three. Bob Dylan, greatest hits one, greatest hits two, greatest hits three. I have to take a peek at what, what's on each one. Just I'm going to go myself. right off the bat, shoot from the hip on greatest hits three, which is where the world was first introduced to the great dignity. Right. Three stars. Yeah. It's got Joker Man <laughs> and going right. It's got Joker Man into Dignity into Silvio. So I think we got to say that's. Come on. Three that's stars. three stars. Brownsville right Girl there. is also on there. Under the Brownsville Girl, Under the Red Sky, no, closing out with Knocking on Heaven's Door. With Legendary. Series of Dreams, go, right before Brownsville Girl. Come on. Come on. Well, just let me. Just let me run this out. I'll talk. I'll say what's on it. You got Tangled Up in Blue. Great. Changing of the guards. Great. Groom's still waiting at the altar. Hurricane. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Forever Young. Good. Great. Joker Man. Dignity. Silvio. Ring them bells. Here we Gotta go. serve somebody. Series oh, yeah. of dreams. Brownsville girl. Under the red sky. And knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> This I'd is say really, that's three out of three. That's, that's three like, stars. That's like some shit we would have done. Exactly. If we had been drafted to put together a Greatest Hits uh, collection, that would have been pretty close <laughs> to it. Nobody asked us to do that, but we've done it like 20 <laughs> times now. Uh, volume two, I also... Th- oh, let's talk about the cover, by the way, of volume three. Volume three, pretty bad it's cover. Co- it's but not In that great, way, I think it's actually good. It is because good. Because it is supposed to be bad. It's just like very stark and spare. Um, volume two is one of my favorite because it's kind of also bad. Like it's a cover. I love the, the volume two cover. The volume two cover looks already like like I've only ever seen a copy of it that's like beat to shit Extremely and like sun weathered. bleached. Yeah, but it it looks like just because of how the that photo looks, it probably never looked that great. It's like very it's all blue washed out, sort right. of high light from a shot of. Bob, looking like maybe what year would this be? Like maybe like it's a looks it's like, like a liminal year. Like that's uh, what, this looks like early seventies. Yeah, me, early like 71, 70s. 72, something like that. But he's playing live, so he wasn't really too. Maybe this is seventy four. I bet it's it could 74. be seventy four. Yeah. Anyway, it's a cool picture, and seventy four. Wait, is no, one it of came out in nineteen seventy one, so it couldn't have actually been seventy four. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Okay, well, it starts off with "Watching the River Flow." Great song. It's cool. It's cool that it comes out in seventy one. Then don't think twice. It's all right. Lay, lady, lay. Stuck inside a mobile with the Memphis Blues again. I'll be your baby tonight. All I really want to do. My back page is Maggie's farm. Tonight I'll be standing here with you. She belongs to me. All along the watchtower, the mighty Quinn. Quinn the Eskimo, just like Tom Thumb's blues, a hard rain's gonna fall. If not, oh, there's it's so long. It's if pretty not, long. If one. not for you, it's all over now, baby blue. Tomorrow is a long time. Live version. When I paint my masterpiece, I shall be released. You ain't going nowhere. And down in the flood. I'm gonna say. Uh, I mean, what are you gonna say? Like, I would give it. I, I would have to give it a three, mostly just because of all the unreleased material that's on here. This is like sort of like a halfway gesture towards Biograph or a bootleg series, but put a, out in seventy one. 
as for coming out in seventy one, that is a pretty good list of songs. When that I you paint must... my masterpiece, plus I shall be released, plus tomorrow is a long time, plus you ain't going nowhere, plus watching the river flow, none of which had official LP releases. Like that's that's some good shit for Right, but also if you're just a kid and you're like, well, I don't know Bob Dylan, this is a pretty good intro to Bob Dylan, and Definitely. I think it's actually a bit forward thinking, considering that it does include that less obvious material. Right. So three stars, yeah. The original Bob Dylan's greatest hits, uh, Rainy Day Women, Blowing in the Wind, Times They Are Changing, It Ain't Me Babe, Like a Rolling Stone, Tambourine Man, Subterranean Homesick Blues, I Want You, Positively Fourth Street, this is the first kind of LP release of that, besides it coming in on a single, Mm -hmm. and Just Like a Woman. Ten songs, five on the first, five on the second. I mean, I could try to be contrarian, but every one of these songs is fucking fantastic. No, there. So to answer your question, Bob Dylan's greatest hits is uh, all. It's great. Yeah, actually. it's a trilogy of three stars. Yeah, from us officially. Um, all right, Bob Dylan's greatest hits. Have you even tried Heaven's Door? The answer yeah, is yes. Of course. We tried you? Heaven's Door. Evan bought me a bottle of Heaven's Door. It, like he didn't you order Heaven's Door to be delivered, and then it didn't show up, so you had to go somewhere else and find another bottle of it somewhere at one yeah, point. Yeah, something like that. And then I met you in a park and got it. Yeah, but I gave it to you. Yeah, of course we tried Heaven's Door. We haven't tried all of them because there's you know some that you can only get for like two thousand dollars. And that's your fault, listeners, because you haven't right. given us enough money through the Patreon. So if you want us to try the fancy Heaven's Door, you're going to have to up those pledges or recruit some new folks to start paying $5 a month. doesn't matter if they listen. Just have them pay us, and we'll get there. It's great. Yeah. Eventually, we'll have enough of those $2,000 bottles that we can start giving them out to our biggest supporters just because we can afford it. <laughs> One day, yeah, bottle service. Yeah, um, bottle service at the Jokerman live show. <laughs> Heaven's door for all the homies. How hard of hearing do you think Bob is? Would he speak at an appropriate voice level at Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, I think Bob is somewhat hard of hearing, but that's normal for an 80-year-old man. It's normal for anybody who's been involved in live music for a long time. For as long as live music has existed. But the question isn't, is it normal? It's how hard of hearing is he? I think it's probably like worse than people, than he would let on. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. And that's part of why he doesn't uh, answer sometimes. I do think he would speak at a normal volume level at Thanksgiving dinner. What do you think it would be like to have Bob... At Thanksgiving. Do you think he would like have a whole full plate or would he just sort of like only eat cranberry sauce? I don't think he would only eat cranberry sauce, <laughs> but I, I don't know if he, do you think he's think a, he, do you think he's a dark meat guy or a, or a light or a white meat guy? I think he might be a white meat guy, really? but I know, you know what? He probably likes both. Like, it seems think, like, who doesn't? What the fuck am I saying? No. How do I, how, uh, I have a question for you, Ian. How the fuck should I know? <laughs> we're the experts here. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to know all this shit. All right, what's um, next? Will Bob ever do a solo acoustic set again? Probably not. What, are you asking a magic eight ball? <laughs> <laughs> Cloud, uh, uh, answer is cloudy. Check again later. 
Yeah, signs point to yes. <laughs> um, can Bob outrun the Flash? No, the Flash no, is not real. Really, correct. He's uh, a character on a screen or on a page. Bob Dylan is real. Um, here's a good one, actually. And I was actually doing a little bit of research into this one, and I could not come up with an answer. Uh, so we'll see if you know anything, but probably not. Who the fuck is Bob Dylan married to? Is he married? Is he? No. Not that yeah, I know sure? of. If it is, it's secret. I don't know. Well, that's it. it, it who, uh, I, like, his his romantic partners have kind of gone under the radar since Carolyn Dennis and he split up in 1992. I have no doubt that there are people. I don't even think that there's just... I wouldn't be surprised if there were mul- many, many of them. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't think that he's... Uh, you don't think he's currently married? If it is, it's secret. I think you know. Well, if it if it is, it is secret because we yeah no one we knows. don't know. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he has uh, as many as like nine children or something, and some of the children that he has don't even know all of their siblings. Like they they're not all known to one another. There's the you know kind of the official children or whatever you want to call them. Uh, but he's had several children with several other folks who was not publicized, like the Abby was initially. With you say he has bootleg children. Bootleg, yes, the bootleg, bootleg literally the bootleg series, the bootleg releases from <laughs> from Bob Dylan. <laughs> but they don't even know. They don't even know all of their other. It's wild to me. And I, I was looking into like his living arrangement and stuff too. Apparently, he just exists in one room of his enormous Malibu compound. Basically, what, what do you mean? How do you know that? That's that's what someone on the internet said. A, a source close to Bob Dylan or something, and he like, I guess it's just him and security staff and and like housekeeping and stuff, or you and know, that's like his, maids and stuff. That's like just that. his room, but he wander he walks around the house sometimes. But, but I get I, apparently he doesn't even walk around the house that much. He just kind of hangs out in the room, it the t- Bob room. You know, that seems to me like um, he could. I have a smaller house. Seems like it. But, but maybe he, it's just even, comforting to have the big house, the big room. He's, e- he's even bought parcels of land surrounding the house, not to do anything with. Just no, to just to keep people... Buy away. more land and keep people further away from him. Yeah, that's smart. It's, it's good thinking. Oh, man. I wonder what they're going to do with that house in the future. If, like... The it's Bob Dylan gonna... Malibu um, Museum. Yeah, it'll be like the Getty. Like the Bob Dylan uh, Presidential Museum. Like Museum, the, yeah. The like, Ronald Reagan Like the Ronald with Reagan the... one. With, with Air Force, Air one, Force in one in it. That's where uh, the prom was at Agora High School. Had a prom there. Correct. I, went to. I attended prom in that high school. Didn't, did you, you also attended that prom? I did. Because my uh, date was a senior. Older, older woman for Evan. Yeah. Is she was bat- she was forty seven. <laughs> Evan went with one of the chaperones. Um, <clears throat> family man Bob, in parentheses, nineteen sixty seven to nineteen seventy three, or hoodie Bob. Uh, are we talking about family man Bob or hoodie wearing Bob who doesn't have a family? I mean, yes, I think uh, we're talking about just is your pick the just style chill- wise. Chill, vibey. I think the only way to answer Woodstock that is, Bob. is just like vibe wise, like style wise. Which one do we like more? Hoodie Bob. 
Um, you know, it's my whole life is is goes back and forth between the two. I guess that's a good. Some t- some days you're a hoodie bomb, and some days you're a family man bomb. Yeah, I want to dress up and be a dapper little little guy sometimes, and in your seersucker suit with your close cropped beard and your nice circular spectacles. Yeah, yes, and then sometimes and- I want to uh, just be you know dress as if I'm trying to avoid paparazzi, but you know sort of like quietly. You you look have a certain elegance because you're like because you're just wearing bullshit clothes. <laughs> just wearing like a a no fear hoodie and carpenter's jeans. I, I was watching some video recently of um, Mark Coe's like you know of a um, Sun Kill Moon. He was wearing. You got to put an apostrophe in there or uh, an asterisk <laughs> in there. He's he is he is canceled. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so I've heard. I don't uh, know. The details. I was just, wa- <laughs> I'm just watching YouTube. So anyway, um, he he was wearing an uh, Under Armour like quarter zip, and I was just like, look, you know, there's being there's norm core, and then there's just being a man who doesn't give a shit about anything. Mm. And when you're wearing that Under Armour quarter zip, and you're <laughs> playing like a delicate. Uh, nylon string acoustic ballad about how like you the first time you got your dick sucked it was really embarrassing like um that's the sign of a man that that is on some other shit (laughs) all right there you go evan's idol mark kozlik i like that song where he talks about crab cakes you know the one I don't know that I do. The Sun Kill Moon kind of mini wave. Like, he got in trouble for what? Like something sort of like Louis C.K. type thing? I don't even remember, to be honest. I think people just realize he's sort of an asshole. Uh, I thought so he got actually... Behavior. I thought there was actually some kind of sexual element to it. But if, oh. if it was a Louis C.K. thing, that, that then that sort of makes sense because that is kind of what his music is like. Right. Yeah. But I mean that as a compliment. It's good music. <laughs> okay. If he asked me, "Can I jerk off in front of you with my music?" I would have said, "Yeah." We've we've spent enough time on um, uh, unfounded slash founded sexual assault allegations in this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> most overrated Bob Dylan song. Wow, that's tough. Um, oh, oh boy. Most overrated Bob Dylan song. Do you have an answer? I don't know. I, I I didn't. Come on. Put you, something together on this one. You had the. You had time. You. I did, but I only. I I spent my time thinking about whether I wanted to choose Hoodie Bob or Family Man Bob. I oh, spent but a lot you of time can't just. That. No, you have to answer this just like <laughs> I did. This one I is will important answer to answer. This one is important to answer. Uh, oh, I mean, <laughs> I guess I know the answer for me. Maybe. Are you are you gonna say New Morning? I no, I wouldn't say New Morning. No, I wouldn't say that. What would you say? The most overrated, the most overrated. Um, well, I mean, I, I guess we need to ask, like, who who is doing the overrating here? Is it overrated by Bob fans themselves? Is it overrated by the general public who isn't super familiar with Bob? Is it overrated by music critics and stuff like like? There's a lot of different crowds that might have different ratings. Okay, for me, it's probably um, it's it's a tie between 
ISIS and sign on the window. Okay. ISIS is great. The the question and is I also overrated. Don't think people, I don't I mean, think people overrate ISIS. I think they do. I think I mean I like ISIS, but people talk about it like it's like this amazing song. It's it's good, you know. The, I mean good. the live version of ISIS is is incredible. <laughs> That's true. That's that's why that's, I'm leaning toward. I'm going to say "Sign on the Window." That's my sign answer. On <laughs> sign on the Window is the most overrated song. It's like, it's simply like, it has a lot of what in any other artist I would just, if I'm being honest, would say like, this is kind of hacky. Like, there's kind of like three types of a song going on here. Not that all of anything in the song itself is bad. It's just kind of like a clumsy pastiche that feels like half-baked and it gets in under people's skin because it has some real emotional like it has something to it but it doesn't have enough of any one thing to really bring it over into Mm. like a cohesive whole to me interesting i think that that's why i get annoyed is because like yeah, I get why people fall for it, but it's like an infatuation versus like really loving this thing that is like knows even what it is. It feels like a a song that could have easily ended up on the cutting room floor and probably should have. Well, an abortion of a song. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean that. It's, I don't think uh, anyone even like cares about Sign on the no, Window. No, people do. There's a whole podcast called like uh, something on like Sign on the Window. It's Sign like, on the Window cast? Yeah, yeah. There's like a podcast that is like a Bob Dylan podcast that's just that. They just talk about Sign on the Window every episode and <laughs> yeah, how great yeah, it is. Definitely. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, I would say... You said overrated. I'm not going to oh, be like... You know, it's not like I think it's like awful. It's just like people talk about it like it deserves to be up near the best, and it doesn't. I'm sorry. Hmm. No, I would say Watchtower is probably the one for me. Um, oh, that's a spicy one. Yeah, I mean, uh, but people, I, I feel you. People came right at us as soon as the uh, the first uh, part of the 100 came out, and Watchtower was at 100, and people were like, "Come on, you're surely you must be." trolling by putting watchtower at 100 it's a pretty good song i wouldn't i wouldn't pick it for this i would stick with mine but i told i see well you would stick with yours because you chose it that's right (laughs) (laughs) uh i think that it's uh it has just become it has become sort of a like a a pantheon like all-time signature song of Bob's when there could be so many others that would that would slot in there. It's honestly no, I don't like do more the the uh famous Hendrix version of it that much. Right. Like I, I mean, did, and I especially just, from the record that it comes like there's so much more deserving material on John Wesley Harding, I think. Yeah. That that like has om- like you know obviously by idiots like us and people who listen to this show no offense. Uh, we haven't forgotten things like um, uh, um, immigrant, poor immigrant, or 
um, uh, Saint Augustine or something. Probably but one of the most underrated. Songs. Un- exactly. I think that I think a lot of the John Wesley stuff is underrated, and so for Watchtower to be the one song that has emerged from that and kind of last um, last through the ages, yeah, it's, mostly it's because kind of, of Hendrix's take that on it's it, like it's a like jock. It's like it's the jock of that batch of songs. It's sort right. of like the one that was easiest to translate into kind of just like like just kind of boneless chicken nugget of itself right. like it's it's kind of i see where you're coming from yeah no shade on watchtower though the 100th best bob dylan song yeah <laughs> since 1967 um let's see has bob seen kicking and screaming if so what did he think what, of the it? noah bombback movie well, the question is, are we talking about Kicking and Screaming Noah Baumbach or Kicking and Screaming the, like, 2005 Will Ferrell vehicle where he's the weird, like, kind of soccer hammy coach. soccer coach? I've, I've seen neither. I have seen both. Um, the Will Ferrell movie is actually is not good, but it's better than the Noah Baumbach movie, which is maybe one of the worst movies of all time. Yeah, it's like Gen X jerk-off session, right? Uh, yes, uh, with some of the just most heinous dialogue ever committed to celluloid. Um, not good. Bob hasn't seen either. He doesn't know it about them. Yeah, I don't think so. If um, anything, he's seen the Will Ferrell one. What's next? Yes, he would see the Will Ferrell one because he likes to laugh. He's he's into comedy. He likes he, he likes when people make him smile. Yeah. Favorite or top three. Uh, completely mangled slash insane, but really good live versions of Bob songs. Um, I mean, New Morning, nineteen ninety one. Gotta be yeah. On the ninety one New Morning is like wiggle wiggle mode. New Morning, yeah. Um, mangled. I think just like something that's extremely fucked up and weird. Really should have looked at these first. <laughs> I would also go with. I mean, this is a pat answer, but the shelter from the storm from Budokan. Yeah, or, or from Hard Rain, to be honest, which is also great. That's the yep. hard, the Hard Rain one. So good. Yep. Uh, yeah, the reggae-fied version of "Knocking on Heaven's Door," another Jokerman touchstone favorite. Uh, absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah. Any of the any times he does the song as reggae mode, I think you could even call any of the stuff on um, "Before the Flood" as as almost mangled just by like how un- unnecessarily yeah. violent it is. Mangled, yeah, as in like kind of unrecognizable compared to the original version. A lot Hacked of and slashed. Um, it's I would, totally uh, recognizable, but it's still just like. Woof! It's so. It's like the ABV is like sixty percent on that stuff. I would submit the, uh, the Bob and Van duet on Baby Blue from the Slain show, which has terrible audio on the Slain bootlegs that are out there, and I believe Bob like completely forgets a verse. Yeah, I I hate when that happens. But it's still somehow just like. Somehow, like because it's got generis. Van the Man going. Yeah, just you the two must of them. Live now, take oh. what you need. You think we'll the two and the two of them coming in together towards the end, and they're just rocking. It's like.
It's so you cool. I love that. Baby first. Yeah. Van does a Van does a good baby bloom. I actually I've said this before, but I like Van singing the regular baby blue more than I like the Van version of Baby Blue. Right, the them version you mean. Yeah. It's cool, but it's you know you can't put a you can't beat the original. What's next? Uh, well, we'll stick with the uh, the Van theme here. Why is your podcast about Bob Dylan and not Van Morrison? Well, this one's for you. This one is it's just because this, that's what this podcast is about. <laughs> when we is might, the Van Morrison podcast coming? Uh, twenty thirty seven. <laughs> When I have left the show and been replaced by Siri and Evan is just talking about how great Thank God for the Blues is. Yeah. But not in a joking way anymore. Um, let's see here. Thought, okay, so we talked about this one a little bit before we started recording. You're going to have to do the heavy lifting here. Thoughts on the 2012 Rolling Stone interview that Bob gave where he got kind of weird and wild about the motorcycle incident. Do you have that pulled up? Because I, I know we've discussed this on the podcast before. I just don't remember when. But we have I'm... talked about it. It was really, like, you will remember this. Like I, You have a bad memory, Ian. I guess I do. Bob Dylan Unleashed, the singer-songwriter, opens up about the 1966 motorcycle crash and strikes back at his critics in one of his most rattling I mean, interviews this ever. Is, this is one of the best, it has one of the best moments of any interview, which I'm sure we've discussed at least twice, which is the, uh, the part where he says only wussies and pussies care about that stuff in regards to like, oh, you're stealing stuff from another artist. He says like, I come from the folk tradition, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and he says, all those evil motherfuckers can burn in hell. Is that what he says? Oh, yep. All those evil motherfuckers can rot in hell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Hells Angels <laughs> thing was he was talking about this, like, member of the Hells Angels who died on a motorcycle, like, the same day or, like, right around the time as he had his motorcycle crash. Is that right? Right. Yes. Really crazy shit that it really doesn't... Uh, it's it's your guess is as good as mine is about, like, what he's talking about there. But yes. The uh, bit where he says, "The about- he's talking about here." I, I I can I can quote here. He's talking about transfiguration, uh, the concept of transfiguration, um, and he says, "I'm not like you, am I? I'm not like him either. Him being this Hell's Angels guy, uh, I'm not like too many others. I'm only like another person who's been transfigured. How many people like that or like me do you know?" And then the interviewer asks, by transfiguration, you mean it in the sense of being transformed? Or do you mean transmigration when a soul passes into a different body? Bob says, transmigration is not what we are talking about. This is something else. I had a motorcycle accident in 1966. I already explained to you about new and old, right? Now, you can put this together any way you want. You can work on it any way you want. Transfiguration. You can go and learn about it from the Catholic Church. You can learn about it in some old mystical books, but it's a real concept. It's happened throughout the ages. Nobody knows who it's happened to or why but you get real proof of it here and there. It's not like something you can dream up and think. It's not like conjuring up a reality or like reincarnation or like when you might think you're somebody from the past but have no proof. It's not anything to do with the past or the future. So when you ask some of your questions, you're asking them to a person who's long dead. You're asking them to a person that doesn't exist. But people make that mistake about me all the time. I've lived through a lot. Have you ever heard of a book called No Man Knows My History? It's about Joseph Smith, the Mormon prophet. (laughs) The title could refer to me. 
Transfiguration is what allows you to crawl out from under the chaos and fly above it. That's how I can still do what I do and write the songs I sing and just keep on moving. And the interview clarifies, when you say I'm talking to a person that's dead, do you mean the motorcyclist Bobby Zimmerman or do you mean Bob Dylan? His name was Bobby Zimmerman? I guess so. And Bob right, says, Bob right. Dylan's here, you're talking to him. <laughs> I I don't I honestly don't know that I've read this before because this is no, pretty we off the did, wall shit. No, we literally did talk about this. Like, All right, I'm I must be having memory. a blackout on this. You've got to like do some you fi- Sudoku. You find me... You find me, find me the episode when we've talked about this. I won't find it, but I know that we did, and you need okay. to do some brain exercises because I'm worried for you. Uh, what? What? Uh, well, I'm glad that now I completely understand what he's talking about. First of all, and um, second of all, you've done much research into transfiguration. Uh, I don't have to because he just he just laid it out. I don't know he if you're listening. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was reading. No, it, it makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, this is like the uh, the Kabbalah of, of of Bob Dylan. This and this was right in this was right in the Tempest era. It right was when Tempest yeah. Had had just come out, I think. So boy, this I this this like attitude of his in the interview, I think, matches up with the attitude on Tempest. Of Tempest, very well. yeah. You know what's something I like about Tempest is um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, what's next? Uh, uh, what is next? Um, Here's one. I don't want to spend too much time on This is a good question. I don't want to spend too much time on it because I do think that we are really going to do a whole episode on this. Um, but I wanted to touch base on it anyways because okay. this was literally the first question that came in. Favorite and least favorite album covers, literally images of Bob's. Oh, yeah, we are going to do a whole episode like this. We got a whole lot to say on these, but... Right off, right off the bat, just fast my, takes. My favorites genuine and least, favorites. least favorites. All right, I've got to just like scroll through them really quick, just sort of get my bearings. I would say one of my least favorites is "Together Through Life," which looks like a Levi's commercial. It does. Good album. Yeah. Bad cover. Did you, did they ask favorite and least favorite? Yes, favorites and least favorites. I would also say uh, uh, "Blood on the Tracks," which. The album cover for that just does not live up to the music that's contained within it. I know it's become sort of a signature and iconic it's an image iconic anyways one. because of the record, but when you really really think about it, you know, eh, eh, eh. I'll say eh. that Saved is is a bad... I like the original well, which cover. Saved? Of, I like the original cover of Saved much more than the, the one with the... The one with the finger? The hand. I, so I the like hand the, is the original cover. No, or is it... Yeah, the one with him is uh, with him on stage playing. That's like in an insert yeah, of the record. Yeah, I like that one more. I think. Yeah, the hand, the the Adam and <laughs> God like, or whatever is it's, not great. It's shitty art. Yeah. I mean, it's like too. It's got its own like charm. <laughs> I mean, the Infidels cover it looks like shit, but like in a way that I think I the Infidels love. cover it, it. It's cool. It matches Infidels. Real live is, um, you know, like, so <laughs> bad. It's funny. Um, Knocked Out Loaded, good cover. Good cover. And you know what else is a good cover? Rough and Rowdy Ways. Rough and... <laughs> Rough and Rowdy Ways is a good cover. I, and I think it's actually... I love it. And I think a lot of people who hate on it, it's like... Okay, the actual cover is not as good as the um, like advertisement assets of, of it. You know, like all the, the billboards look terrific. 
Um, I still like oh, the cover. I still like it's, the cover. It has its charms. One other one that we were, uh, that I remember talking to someone about on online, Triplicate. Two thumbs oh. way up. Yeah, Fantastic Triplicate's an cover. amazing cover. Immaculate cover. Perfect But that's cover. apparently not the 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 CV out there, the con- or the CW, oh. the conventional wisdom. No, Triplicate is a great, great, Beautiful. great looking cover. One of the best. One of the best. Absolutely. No question. Planet Waves, one of the very best. Slow Train oh, yeah. Coming, incredible. Desire. Desire Here is we go. Here we go de- again. Desire. Not very good. <laughs> Not a good cover. I will disagree with him. On I'm that going one, to say folks. full. He looks I'm great say, on the Desire cover. Yeah, you know, but it, it, it's it's just a copy of that uh, record by that guy who John um, Phillips. Yeah, it's just to him. I don't like to see him copying someone else like that. Who knows that he's copying? Bob, listen, if there's anyone who takes things that other people have done and transmogrifies it and makes it his own, it's Bob Dylan. I don't you should like, know that by now. I don't care for the Desire cover so no, much. No, you don't care for the Desire record. Maybe it's because of the cover. Tempest, one of the best covers. <laughs> Shadows in the Night, Fallen, Fallen Angels is like such a... Like fake. Fallen Angels is clip art. It's, it's, it's art. not. It's 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 good, but it's you know. <laughs> uh, one of the best love and th- all right. Well, we're gonna do a whole. We're, episode we're gonna about do this, this on an episode. All right. Uh, but there, there's some there's some material to tide you over there. Um, what else do we have here? Here's a couple that uh, are non Bob specific. Um, oh. Least favorite classic rock icon. Least favorite. Hmm. I mean, the, the easy answer here is like Clapton, I think. That's like boring. Like, it's, yeah. it's as boring to hate on Clapton as it is to like say he's the best. That's, right. that's the thing about Clapton. People who like really vocally are like, oh, Eric Clapton sucks. It's like, it's honestly, you're being Eric Clapton of calling things shitty right now. You're, you're make you're low hanging fruit, like just. Evan's just sensitive because he really likes that cover of Born in Time. No, I didn't, I uh, I do like that, but like oh, it's this just... is an easy one for me actually. Don Henley. Everyone involved with the Eagles can eat shit eternally, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Boys of Summer is a great song, but Don Henley, absolute piece of shit. I don't care for the music of Bon Jovi. John Bon, bon Jovi. Jovi. But like that's again, it's that's, like boring. That, that's too easy. Like who's someone who's like actually it's like a little bit maybe who's I someone some that trouble. we can make people angry by saying we dislike? Let me think. <laughs> Billy people. Joel. No, I like Billy Joel. I know you like Billy Joel. Billy Joel is good. Paul Simon. He's fine. You know, Paul Simon's good. Sure. That was one. That was one of the first disagreements on the pod. Yeah, I know Paul Simon. There's nothing wrong with Paul Simon. Two thumbs down, Paul Simon. Oh, that's too many thumbs down. Cornball. Jeez, uh, I can't think of one. Well, I guess Evan likes every single classic <laughs> rock icon. Is no, what surely here. there's some that I just like really don't like. What's like a? I'm looking at a classic rock playlist right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this isn't classic rock because it's more modern. Hmm. But um, the uh, the guys the guy the Eagles of Death Metal, um, and um, and 
Queens of the Stone Age, that guy too. Oh, Josh Hom. Yeah, that guy's a fucking loser. All right. He sucks, and so does the guy <laughs> from the Eagles. Like they're just like such like ugh. They, they I I lump them in with that category of classic rock because they so see themselves as like bastions of modern classic rock. It's just disgusting. Like these they guys. Are a little. Uh, it's little fucking pathetic. It's like oily. so. It's it's cheap. Oh, and I guess uh, while I'm at it, I'll say that um, what's his name from uh, Foo Fighters? Grohl. Yeah, Dave Grohl is a fucking schmuck. Like, yeah, also kind of corny, but like you know, he's like a 55 year old like dad. At no, this but point. he's always like, been like that. He's just like this gum chewing sort of like fucking dork. He's just like thinks he's the shit. He's like I feel like his heart's in the right place. Always chewing gum and just like. <laughs> That's his thing. Jack White, the Willy Wonka of rock and roll. He's earned his stripes. The Johnny Depp of rock and roll. I like Johnny Depp. <laughs> Johnny cool. Depp is, is uh, you know, he's carved out his own. He's he's fine, you know. Josh Homme se- or whatever. He's, should we segue back into the uh, sexual assault allegations again? Yeah, he just won his case, <laughs> Ian. Uh, the other one, trend in rock music that never works for you. You know, I just don't really care most of the time for when an artist makes their own personal life the subject of their music. That's not really a trend, but certain artists have made it into their sort of bread and butter. Um, Which artists? Uh, certain Come artists. On, let's sling. Let's sling the mud. Let's yeah, get down and dirty. Certain artists who start hating. Certain artists who sing a lot about like their personal relationships. It's like, mm. Lord. I wasn't actually thinking about her. <laughs> I don't know that I've heard a Lord song. Since she Lawrence. she obliquely does it. You know, she like does it in the way that Bob Dylan has done it. So does like Lana Del Rey. Like those aren't. I don't find it really offensive in that way. It's it's more like. I don't know. It's not just women either, but there there are definitely, <laughs> it's it's like a, a style of. It's why I never got really into emo stuff a lot of the time. It's like this feels like you're just like reading from your diary, as opposed to reading from writing that can kind of be like from anyone's diary. You know, mm. where it might have been from yours, and it leaves you wondering. A song like Idiot Wind. It's like well, as as deeply personal as that feels, Dylan always knew not to make it like about him you know he def- he deflected in interviews anyway he- and there's other people who seem content to actually just be talking about their own personal lives and assume that you're interested which i find a little bit grating i would say synthesizers at a certain point every indie band decides oh we're going to start making a synthesizer record and it never works you're never, never going to make a better record. What about like uh, the war on drugs or... or um... Well, the war on drugs aren't like a... I don't mean synthesizers like having someone with a synthesizer on the stage. The war on drugs is so far beyond like a synthesizer band. I mean like when you decide... When you're an indie rock band and you decide to start sounding like M83 all of a sudden, you've jumped the ship or you've jumped the shark. I guess. I'm thinking of yeah. some specific people, but I'm what, not What to... uh, The new um, Deaf Heaven album? Did you hear that? Uh, I did not know. I I know that they've stopped doing their it's screaming metal, metal thing I mean, or whatever. Yeah, but it's not it's not as good as what they were doing before. But you know, respect. I guess. Yeah. Follow your muse. 
Um, we got a couple last ones here. Um, favorite slash least favorite covers of Bob. You know, I should rescind a little bit my statement. I, I actually like I like uh, Mark Kozlek's music because it's so <laughs> it's it goes so overboard in being personal that it's not like like he goes past the point of of it being like oh don't you care about me it just becomes like it's so grotesque that like it's so indulgent that it's so like, indulgent uh, that it becomes something else it's like he takes the joke so far that it becomes more like just like performance art um, you're going to have to recruit someone else for the the red house painters sun kill moon uh, i'm i'm podcast. not that big of a fan uh, in terms <laughs> of like knowing all this stuff but i re- i I listen to that music and sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I, I really like that somebody's like, somebody's got to just do this. Somebody's got to take rock music to its. I think that That's the one. I think do the fact that somebody did, I could rephrase <laughs> the fact that that somebody did it and does it. it it's like kind of, um, it feels like a missing link in, in between being a musician uh-huh. and being uh-huh. like some some other kind of uh and a, a being and not being a musician <laughs> being a guy who's reading his diary <laughs> reading his diary just strumming a fucking guitar he's good at playing guitar though two more favorite slash least favorite covers of bob we went through a lot of our favorite covers of bob on the covers episodes for his 80th birthday i would say uh, uh, if memory serves, the cover of Bob by Warren Zevon, absolutely up there. The several covers of Bob that have been done by uh, Anoni, formerly known as Anthony of Anthony and the Johnsons, um, absolutely incredible. Baby Blue and Knocking on Heaven's Door, out of this world. Um, other covers of Bob's favorite off top. Cheryl Crow, Mississippi. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to say that the Knocking on Heaven store by Guns N' Roses is not, is not my favorite. Two thumbs down. It's not good. Um, I love the Brian Ferry stuff. Oh, yeah. All the Brian Ferry the covers. The Brian Ferry Positively 4th Street is really something. Very good. Very, very good. David Bowie, uh, trying to get to heaven. Oh, Incredible. That one's great. Yeah. Just go listen to that. Oh, uh, and that, that episode. That, uh, one by Odetta. Um, that uh, Odetta sings Dylan. That's a whole record full of stuff. You've got um, that really amazing. With God on our side on that is really good. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. There's also a great. We didn't get a chance to talk about it or include it on the playlist because it's not on. Spotify for some reason, but I saw someone tweeted it at us recently or sent it to us in a message or something. There's a Caetano Veloso Joker Man that's absolutely insane. There's uh, we I, we did include a cover of his of uh, It's All Right Ma, I think, which is insane. But his version of Joker Man. Of yeah. Incredible. Did you notice, by the way, RIP to uh, Don Everly? Uh, yes. You know that the, the intro to um, uh, What's it called? Little Susie. Wake up, wake up, little Susie. Wake up. It, it's it's the intro to uh, 
It's all right, Ma. Yeah, I saw that somewhere. I had never put that together, but I saw it's exactly someone... that. There it is. Yeah, you're totally right. Pretty or cool. whoever said that is totally right. Yeah. Uh, least favorite covers of Bob. Um, all along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> yeah, probably me too. Just for the, the legacy that it sort of, it's just sort of like shown the lights too brightly on a song that is is just a good song on its own and did not need to be like shot full of HGH, you know, like of the, love the song. Yeah, yeah. Which in his, in fairness is not like he didn't mean for it to be no, this I mean, like generation an, defining version of this song. It's a cool thing that happened. Cool thing. It's just yeah. that like it became a little bit bigger than the, the original in a way that, yeah, it's like, through no fault of his own. No, yeah. it's not Jimmy's fault. Jimmy, I'll write by our book. All right, last one. And we got many more, but I think we're going to save some more of these for another round of fun. Jokerman question and answer. Mm-hmm. Which of your comments do you think Bob would dislike the most if he heard them or take the most offense to? Couldn't even begin to guess. <laughs> I don't know I him, think that but it would probably be something like jeez I mean that we've said so many things that would probably be like offensive or like uh, he would just be like these fucking guys like just I hate this I think that Bob would not dislike anything or take offense to anything that we said because everything that we say is good and smart and correct and Bob would like that about us we know Bob he's our friend he likes us personally. That's true. I didn't think about that stuff. Come on. That's an easy one. That's why I saved it for last. We've never said anything that he would disagree with or find distasteful. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, it's it's part one of our questionnaire extravaganza. Uh, until next time. Welcome to season five. Jokerman. Standing on the waters, casting your bread While the eyes of the idol with the iron head are glowing Distant ships sailing into the mist It were part of the snake in both of your fists While a hurricane was blowing Freedom, just around the corner for you but with truth so far off, what good will it do? Joker man dance to the nightingale to burn my heart by the light of the moon. Oh, 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 Joker man. So swiftly the sun sets in the sky. It rise up and say goodbye to no one Fools rush in, the angels fear to tread Both of their futures are full of dread You don't show Shedding off one more layer of skin Keeping one step ahead of the persecutor within